If you have your Bibles, John chapter 5, this morning is where we'll be reading today. John chapter 5 is our text this morning. Amen. Today I want to preach about a, a message this morning entitled, Victim to a Victor. Victim to a Victor. I want to preach about overcoming a victim mentality. How many of you know today is a new day? Can you say amen? amen? Today is a new day, so don't let your yesterdays affect your todays. Today is a new day. Don't let your history interfere with your destiny that God has for you. Can you say amen? amen. Today is a new day. Can you say amen? amen. It's a new day that you know what? We, we shouldn't hold on to the grudges. We shouldn't hold on to the things that happened to us in the past. Today is a new day, amen, amen. where God wants to do something fresh. God wants to do something new in your life. And many times we can get, as a person, we can be someone that's, you know what, acquired all these bad things that happened to us in the past. All these things that happened to us, maybe someone who's hurt us, maybe you're part of a family of dysfunction, and you've grown up in a family where it's just filled with alcohol, it's just filled with people, mom and dad, maybe just didn't love each other, and so they didn't show love to you, and you've grown up with this mindset now, no one loves me. No one cares about me. And so you're not able to love anymore. You're not able to forgive anymore because of things that have been happened to you in the past. Today is the day that I want to preach a message where you know what? God can begin to uh, renew our minds that we can go from a victim to a victor. Can you say amen? And that's the power of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That it doesn't matter what happened to you in the past. It doesn't matter where you come from. The good news is this. If any man be in Christ, come on. He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's good news to me because of the fact that I knew where I came from. I was a young teenage boy that had this identity that, you know what, oh, I just want to be the popular kid. I just want to be someone liked. I wanted to be loved because of the fact that what happened in the house? Mom and dad, you know, grew up in a house with just total abusiveness going on. And I remember my dad just yelling at my mom and I'm in my bedroom. I'm in with my other brothers and we're all crying. And I'm thinking to myself, one day I'll, I'll be able to find the courage to maybe fight him, to fight my dad. One day, maybe I'll be able to get stronger and bigger and I'll be able to confront him. Maybe one day, one day, and I grew up with this anger and this bitterness within my heart and I, and I was living this kind of person, but yet I went to school, high school and had this front up like nothing is wrong. Like nothing, everything's okay. I had my guitar, I had my music going. Everything's all good on the outside, but on the inside, oh my goodness. Somebody help this young boy. Somebody helped this young teenage kid find his identity. And it was only the moment where I was realizing, man, this was my mindset. What happened to me in my, my family? This is who I am now. And when everyone tried to tell me, listen, you can change. You can, you can be a better person. I said, no, nah, that's good for you, man. But this, you, you have no idea what the, the kind of shoes I live in. Come on. You don't know what I've been through in my life. You don't know what happened to me in my past. And we can have this mindset, this victim mindset, where it's like, you know what? We can never move forward in our life. But today, I want to say, you know what? You choose. If you choose to be a victim, you miss your shot at being a victor. So let's talk about victim to a victor this morning. Because I believe that today, you know what? You can stop being a victim and stop allowing your circumstances. And you know what? You can start taking action. You can start to take responsibility of your life and live the life that God promises you to have. 
So victim to a victor. I don't know if you've ever heard a story about an American swimmer, Florence Chadwick. And she was the first woman to swim the English Channel both ways. She attempted to swim from Catalina Island down to the shorelines of California. And she made all these failed attempts. But what made it so newsworthy about this uh, swimmer, Florence Chadwick, was the fact that uh, she began to fail because of the fact that it wasn't the cold water, it wasn't the muscle cramps, it wasn't the, the sharks or the school of jellyfish that caused her to quit. The reason why she quit was because of the fog. The fog began to roll in, clouded her vision that she wasn't able to see the shoreline. And she climbed back in the boat. Listen to this story. She climbed back in the boat and they told her, you're only uh, less than a kilometer away from the shoreline. And she said to herself, if only, if only I had seen the shoreline, I would have made it. And listen, you know what? There are times in life when it happens. Come on now. How many know what I'm talking about? There's times in life where things happen to us. The fog comes in. Come on. We lose sight of the shore. We lose sight of our purpose. We lose sight of what God has called us to do. We lose sight of everything that maybe I'm called to do in Christ. But yet these fogs come into our life and we fall short and we give up. We quit. Someone you trusted takes advantage of you and you quit. Someone you love stopped loving you and you quit. Your plans, you thought you had some good plans, but it didn't go to plan. Unexpected physical and financial hardships that we all face. When the fog is thick, we can't see. It's so easy to lose perspective. Can you say amen? amen. And we think, you know what, this, it's worse than they really are. And without realizing it, listen very carefully, we start to feel sorry for ourselves. We start to feel sorry for ourselves and we quit altogether someone might say I didn't want to give up in my marriage but it was my spouse someone might say oh, I didn't want to give up uh, in my job but it was uh, the eco economy someone might say listen uh, you know I wanted to I didn't want to give up in my church but it was the pastor or it was the the people in the church and we lose perspective we lose sight of the shoreline we lose perspective on what God wants to do in our lives but because of the fog and so today I want to give us a new perspective that, you know what we need? What we really need is a new perspective. What we need is Jesus Christ. What we need is the hope of Jesus today. And in our text, in John chapter 5, we find a wonderful story. We found an amazing story of a man being healed by Jesus Christ. Let's all turn there this today. John chapter 5 verse 1. And it says this. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4 says, For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Verse 5, now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. Verse 6, when Jesus saw him lying there. I want you to catch that. Jesus saw him lying there. I mean, we could stop there, right there and begin to say, you know what? Jesus sees wherever you are right now. He knows what you are facing this very moment. 
Sometimes we can live our life and be like, you know what? Oh, God doesn't care about me. Oh, that's good for brother so-and-so. That's good for sister so-and-so. God, I don't think God sees me. Oh, you know what? I can live my life going forward. But yeah, you know what? God hasn't done anything in my life. I remember my brother, he became a Christian. He got saved. He became this full-blown Christian. His life changed and he comes running home. He's like, I found a church. I remember swearing at, swearing at him. I was like, get lost, man. Look what God has done in our life. I mean, I was blaming God. The victim mindset blames. We blame other people. And we realize, man, God doesn't love us because it's a victim mindset. No one loves me anymore. Look, what, look at my circumstance. And we blame ourselves. We blame others. And the thing we see right here in our story, Jesus sees a man lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. Jesus knows exactly how long you've been carrying the burden. Woo, come on. Jesus knows exactly how long you've been addicted to alcohol. He knows exactly how long you've been addicted to pornography. He knows exactly how long you've been down in chains with an oppression of anxiety. He knows exactly what you're facing right now. And listen, you don't have to put a front up anymore. Man sees the outward appearance, but God sees the heart. You know what, we, we can all judge people by what they look like on the outside, but we have no idea what they're going on on the inside. And Jesus had the compassion. Jesus had the heart. Jesus had a vision that saw this man lying, and he knew exactly how long he'd been there for. You know what he says to him? Verse 6, he says these words, Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Verse 7, the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. He makes an excuse. There's no one else to help me. This is the mindset of the victim. There's no one else that could help me in my position. There's no one else that could help me uh, remove this pain that I'm feeling. There's no one else. And we blame others, we blame ourselves, but yet in our text we see the power of Jesus Christ. In verse 8, listen to what he says. Rise, take up your bed and walk. That's my God, that's my King Jesus. He, he didn't have to answer his pitiful self-pity party with a little bitty answer. He goes, listen, rise, take up your bed. Take up the thing that which held you down. Woo Take up the thing that, you know what, once had you bound and you were lying there for years. Take it up. That's the power of Jesus Christ. And you know what, maybe you've had an addiction. Maybe you've had something that you carried for a while. Come on. There is no power like Jesus Christ that is able to take somebody and say, rise. Take up your bed and walk. Maybe you're here today and you're like, you know what, I can't do it. Listen, Jesus can. He can break every chain. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what to do. And he says, rise, take up your bed and walk. Stop listening to the lies. Stop listening to the things that people have told you for years. Stop looking at the past and, you know, what, saying, oh, yeah, that's just the way I am. Listen, no, in Christ Jesus, listen to the words. Do you want to be made well? You have to answer that question. Do you want to be made well? I mean, think about this for a minute. This is... 
this is just, I don't know, I don't get this because here we find a man with a problem, right? In verse 5, it tells us he had a problem for 38 years. He had an issue. He had a, he had a massive problem. In verse 6, Jesus rocks up on the scene. I mean, this is the moment. This is the, Bob the Builder, can we fix it? Yes, we can. Jesus the preacher, can he fix it? Yes, he can. Come on, somebody. And so this is the very moment that Jesus rocks up. And you think Jesus comes in with the answer. Yes, Lord, give us the answer. Lord, show me the way. But you know what he does? He gives him a question. I thought, Jesus, you'd have the answer. No, no, he comes with a question. Do you want to be made well? I mean, it's a question that we need to ask ourselves. Do I really want to be made well? I mean, you've been holding on for that thing for so long, you haven't even asked yourself the question. Do I want to be made well? Jesus is asking the question to this man, and the man gives an excuse. It's time for the Christian, it's time for every believer to stop making excuses and start living and start exercising the authority in Christ Jesus. I mean, we're no longer victims because of what Jesus has done. Any man being Christ, I mean, that's the hope for every single one of us. He is a new creation. But you've got to ask yourself the question, do I want to be made well today? Yeah. Jesus had the audacity to go deeper than just a surface level. How you going, man? You all right? No, no, he asked a question that seems so simple but yet so profound. Do you want to be made well? And it's like, um, duh, Jesus, that's a, that's a silly question. Yeah, I do want to be made well. Uh, you know, I've been sitting here for you know, years. Do I want to? Yes, Lord. <laughs> that's like, but that's the thing with us, you and I. You know what? It's like, it's like plain and simple in front of us. Listen, do you want to be made well? I mean, yeah, come on now. It's like a simple question that needs to go deeper than what the eye could see. And Jesus knew the man not only had a physical problem, but a victim mindset. I said, listen, stop lying there on your bed. Stop blaming other people. When you come in contact with Jesus Christ, he's able to cause this miracle to take place, to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. So what is a victim mentality? Well, according to Webster's definition, it is the belief that one is always a victim. The idea that bad things will always happen to me. Wikipedia says this, the term is also used in reference to the tendency for blaming one's misfortunes on somebody else's misdeeds which is also referred to as victimism and so I want to turn your attention to Hebrews chapter 12 because Hebrews 12 reminds us that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses and he begins to the writer begins to remind us therefore pointing us back to Hebrews chapter 11 Hebrews chapter 11 is like taking a stroll through the Hall of Fame. This is known as the Faith Hall of Famous chapter. This is where people, where you find names, big names like Abraham, Moses, a lady by the name of Rahab. What you find with these people, well, they were people that came from dysfunction. They were people that came from broken homes. They were people that had a problem, an issue, but yet they didn't allow their limitations, just like what you and I have, allow them to wallow in their self-pity. They didn't allow themselves to wallow in their feelings, but they chose to live a life of faith. I'm sure they would be here today if the hall of faith, the people in the, in the Bible in Hebrews chapter 11, I'm sure they'd come here this morning and preach a message saying, listen, it's time to rise up. 
Listen, stop wallowing in your own self-pity. Stop having a little party by your own self, stroking your own little ego. Woe is me. Listen, the Hebrews 11 people would say, listen, we've been where you are. But we've chose not to live by feelings. We chose to live by faith. And that's like many of us, is we allow our feelings to get in the way. We allow our feelings to dictate where we want to go in life. Instead of living by faith alone. Faith in God's word. And Jesus reminds the men of his perspective. Do you want to be made well? When you feel like giving up, when you feel like throwing in the towel, you need to remind yourself of the people that have gone before you and have made it through. You need to open up the scriptures, go to Hebrews 11, study every single Bible character and remind yourself, listen, if they could make it through, this is a testimony for the church. This is a testimony for you and I as believers to say, you know what, if they made it, we can make it also. Amen. I didn't... uh, tell Anne but there's a clip on their end that I want to show and uh, it's called victim to Victor and this is it's a short clip that I want to show you this morning that I believe that God want to you know minister to us but it's about a, a, a man his name is uh, Nick and he was born with no arms and no legs and this is a man that you think you know what he surely he'd be a you know victim surely he'd have a this mindset to allow him to stay in a position where he is and I want you to watch this clip and 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 see what happens in this this man's life At age eight, I thought that I should commit suicide. Why? I didn't have hope. So I tried to give up. At age 10, tried to drown myself in six inches or 15 centimeters of water in my home told my dad I just wanted to relax. Really, I wanted to end my life. I had enough. But it was so hard because people put me down. And I started believing that I was not good enough. I started believing that I was a failure. That I'd never ever be somebody who people would like or people would accept. I couldn't change my circumstance. I couldn't just one day wake up and say, hey, Give me arms and legs, I need arms and legs. And I had questions and no answers. And I asked my mom and dad, why did this happen? I asked doctors, why did this happen? And they, they don't know. There are some things in life that are out of your control that you can't change and you've got to live with. The choice that we have though is either to give up or keep on going. 
So what do you do when you fall down? Get back up. Everybody knows to get back up because if I start walking, I'm not going to get anywhere. But I tell you, there are some times in life where you fall down. You feel like you don't have the strength to get back up. I'm down here, face down, and I have no arms, no legs. It should be impossible for me to get back up, but it's not. You see, I will try 100 times to get up, and if I fail 100 times, if I fail and I give up, do you think that I'm ever going to get up? No. But if I fail, I try again and again and again. For as long as I try, there's always that chance of getting up. Does that make sense? And it's not the end until you've given up. There's still hope. I'm not here today to tell you that I understand your pain. I don't know how it feels to be abused. I don't know how it feels to feel, quote, fat and you've got an eating disorder. I don't know how it feels to have a broken home. I don't know how it feels. I don't know how it feels to have a broken heart. I don't know how it feels to be alone. But I just want you to know that it's not the end. It matters how you're going to feel. amazing story and Nick is a, is a Christian man he's a born-again Christian and he travels the world sharing his testimony I want to say you know what God is able to take our mess and turn it into a message he's able to take the test and turn it into testimony for what the enemy meant for evil God turn it for the good and here it is a man who was have nothing going for him I mean he was born with that wanted to die and suicide but yet found hope really found hope in Jesus was the answer he found hope in Jesus Christ I mean he was the classic example of making excuses but yet he exercised authority in Christ Jesus and he rise take up your bed and walk today stop feeling sorry for yourself and start making start taking responsibility and make from here on to say you know what Jesus I want to make a new start today. It's time to take up your mat and walk. It's time to rise from self-pity. It's time to rise from a victim to a victor. And like Nick said, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. All I know is Jesus is ready to give you that miracle. But are you ready to answer the question and say, yes, I do want to be made whole? Because it starts with Jesus. Jesus said, I came to give life and life more abundantly. 
I mean, you can have a life that is amazing where God begins to forgive you. God begins to give you that new life that is desirable. But the real question as well is Christ came not only to give us a blessed life, but a life that is eternal. That you know what? Our perspective is not now just on our mere circumstances alone, but our perspective is one of an eternal perspective. That yet the shoreline, the fog might be dark now. Listen, you're able to now have a perspective that sees beyond that is eternal. I remember uh, my, my wife and I, we went to New South Wales on a trip. And I was in my victim mindset. I was like, you know what, man, life sucks. I really didn't want to live anymore. And so we were on our way to New South Wales and it was pouring down rain. I mean, it was just completely pouring down rain. I'm thinking, surely the pilot won't fly in this weather. I'm thinking, <laughs> surely, but yet here it is, the plane's ready to take off. And I'm sitting in, the, uh, in, this, in my seat in the plane and as it begins to take off, we hit some serious turbulence and it was just shaking. I'm thinking, okay, this is it where I die. You know, this is it. You know, this is the moment where everything crashes. You see it on the news. Anyway, this, but yet as the plane began to ascend past the clouds, you know what I saw? Just clear blue skies. The sun was shining and God spoke to me like never before. He says, Bobby, I am the same yesterday, today and forever. Although what you see now clouds your judgment, I can make all things new. And sometimes you could be waiting at a train and realize, oh, you can look down the train tracks and realize, oh, no, the train's not coming. No, no, because there's a schedule. Sometimes we hope, well, the train's going to be here soon. And then it's like, yeah, but you got to wait. Your timing is not God's timing. God's timing is perfect. Can you say amen? And many times we're like, God, when, 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 Lord, when, Lord? It's when he says, do you want to be made well? Can you feel the question today? Today that God is trying to call you out and say, you know what? It's time not to be a victim. It's time to be a victim. It's time to rise up and be free. It's time to stop making excuses and start exercising authority in Christ Jesus. He is the Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is your healer. And he's ready to give you new life. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed today. Very simple message this morning. I believe the Spirit of God wants to heal some people today. To move from a victim to a victor. God knows what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're facing and how long you've been in your predicament. He knows exactly how you feel. And it's no coincidence that you're here this morning and you're hearing this message. Because maybe you're here today and you're like, you're broken on the inside, you're empty. And you're trying to fill your life with relationships. You're trying to fill your life with material things. And it's leaving you empty, empty. And empty. that was me before I became a Christian. So many relationships with different women. I was that party guy. I just didn't want to end my life because I, I just wanted to have a good time. But deep inside, what I was doing was a coping mechanism to fill my emptiness, to fill my brokenness to try and fix my brokenness. I was getting involved with different relationships, trying to feel fulfillment. But until I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ, until I gave my life to Jesus, that's where transformation took place. And He turned my life around. And I stand here today, many others also, testifying of the wonderful, transforming power of Jesus. 
And so today I want to give an invitation. I want to ask you the question today. Where will you spend eternity if you were to die today? The Bible tells us it's appointed for man to die once and then comes judgment. Where will you spend eternity if you were to die? That is a question that every single one of us should ask ourselves. The Bible says our sins are what separate us from a loving God. Where would you spend eternity? The sins that you're living in. You know if you were to die today, you wouldn't make heaven your home. But the good news is this. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus took your sins and my sins. He took the shame, the guilt that you carry. He took your burdens. And He died on the cross. And He cried out on that cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He wants to forgive you today. He wants to give you a new life. He wants to give you eternal life. If that's you today, you know your heart's not right with God, but you want to accept Jesus in your life and say, you know what, that's me. I want to be free. I want to have eternal life. If that's you today, I want you to raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved, but I want forgiveness. I'll pray for you. I'll count it a privilege to pray for you. Lift your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not right with God. If I was to die today, I wouldn't make heaven my home. This is just between you and God. You raise your hand. I'm not asking you to to sign anything or join a church. This is just an invitation for you to know Jesus Christ where you can have eternal life. Maybe you're a backslider. Maybe you once had a relationship with Jesus, but you've fallen away. You've gone your own way. Listen, today is the day. Won't you come back home? Lift your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved. Amen. I see that hand. God bless you. Anyone else want to join this honest heart and say, yes, that's me as well. I'm not right with God. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm away from God, but I want to give my life to Christ. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Hands are going up. Anyone else? Amen. God bless you. Anyone else? You want to join this honest heart and say, yes, that's me. I'm not right with God. I know I wouldn't make heaven my home. Listen, the Bible tells us it's either heaven or hell. Where will you spend eternity today? If you're not right with God today, make a decision. Say, yes, that's me. I want to give my life to Christ. If that's you, raise your hand with all these others right here today. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? I see that hand. I see that hand. God bless you. Anyone else want to join his honest hearts? Say, yes, that's me. Raise your hand with these honest people and say, yep, today's the day that I want to be a victor. I want to be new in Christ. Maybe you're living a life of brokenness and you want a new life in Christ. Why don't you raise your hand and say, yes, that's me as well. I want to be made new. Lift your hand today and say, yes, that's me. I need forgiveness. Raise your hand with these others and say, yes, that's me as well. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. For those of you who raise your hand, I want you to do one simple thing. Just come out of your seat and just meet me right here at the altar. Come out of your seat very quickly. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Thank you. Come, come. Just stand right here. God bless you. God bless you. Come, come out. My sister on the side here, won't you come as well? Come, just stand at the front with us here. We're just going to pray a prayer together. Come. Amen. Amen. God bless. Anyone else, you, maybe you're here today and you, you thought, you know what, man, I need to give my life. If that's you, won't you come out of your seat today and make a decision this morning as well. Hallelujah. All right, just say this prayer after me, guys. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. Today I'm asking you come into my heart and wash me clean. Today I repent of my sins and I turn to you. Be the Lord and my Savior. 
the same power that raised you from the dead. I'm asking to live within me. Make me a new creation. All things new. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.